Welcome home. We're glad that you're here. All right, today I wanna talk about where peace comes from. Could anybody use a little more peace? And how many know that if anybody should have peace, it should be the followers of the Prince of Peace. Come on, the same people said amen. You're gonna raise your hand to that, all right? That we should have peace. If anybody should have peace on the planet, it should be people who are filled with the Spirit, who know who Jesus is. And I wanna talk to us today about where does peace come from? How do we get that peace? And Jesus was a man of peace, both inwardly and outwardly. He came to bring the world peace. And he had peace deep inside of him. And he was a, a human manifestation of peace. Wherever he went, peace came to the situation. That he speaks to a storm, peace be still, and everything stops. Because anybody today testify that you've had those moments in your life where it was only God that quieted the storm. How many knows that we serve the peace speaker today? And when, when Jesus was born in Luke chapter two, what did the angels said? They said, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Jesus is a man of peace and he came to bring us peace, but there's a paradox there. And that is Jesus was a man of peace. He was full of peace, but everywhere he went, chaos followed. Can anybody identify with that? From the moment he's born, there's chaos. The Herod tries to kill him, says every child under the age of two, we're gonna kill them. And immediately Jesus is born into trauma. He's taken to Egypt and he's on the run. And, and we see when his ministry starts, he's confronting demons, he's confronting people, he's confronting systems, he's confronting uh, everything, and everybody is coming us because if you are truly a person of peace, there's going to be things in your life that try to rob you of that peace. But I don't know about you, but I, I think that we can be like Jesus, <clears throat> and despite the chaos around us, we can be filled with peace. Amen. That we can be filled with a peace that passes understanding, a peace that the world doesn't give and the world can't take away. Come on, can we praise God today? Does anybody feel like having some church here today? You can have peace in the middle of chaos. And, and he, he also made this statement. He says in Matthew chapter 10, he says, do not think I have come to bring peace. Oh, but wait a minute. I thought he was the Prince of Peace. I thought when he was born, the angel saying, peace and goodwill towards men. He said, I don't think I've come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace but a sword for I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. Now, I don't know, there's a lot of people in here who can say amen to that. We've seen that, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. What, what's Jesus saying? He, he's saying, yes, I'm a person of peace, but, but understand the way I bring peace is to confront evil. And the way I keep peace is to keep boundaries and to keep things that would try to keep peace from becoming disrupted. I, I've come to bring a sword to that. And so if you're gonna be a person of peace, there's gonna be enemies, there's gonna be things that try to rob you of that. And we, we see that in the Garden of Gethsemane, 
Jesus is surrounded by chaos and, and Jesus is feeling the anxiety of that moment where he's sweating great drops of blood. But even in that, he comes to peace in that situation and says, nevertheless, Father, your will be done. And he comes to a conclusion of peace. So I wanna tell somebody today, even though you can be feeling anxiety and worry, you can come to a point of peace in that situation. Because when we are submitted to the will of God, that is the greatest place of peace. Where you can say, Lord, I don't wanna go through this, but I trust you. That's where peace comes from. And, and his mission was to give us peace personally and globally. We see in Isaiah 9, 6, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, the mighty God. Anybody believe that Jesus is the mighty God here today? <laughs> Everlasting Father and what? The Prince of Peace. So how do we get this peace? How do we live in this peace? And I wanna tell you right now, peace starts right here. It starts internally. That's what I wanna talk about today. Uh, how do we get the peace inside? Because if I have peace inside, there's nothing you can do outside to take it away from me. The first point I wanna give us today is that peace must be fought for. Peace must be fought for. Today, we have men and women all over the globe on guard, ready to fight for peace. And I thank God for that. Come on, can we just give our service members pastor present let them know we appreciate the peace we have today is because they fought for it but that, that shows us that we can't just hope in peace peace can be taken away very quickly peace has to be fought for you have to stand on guard for your peace and if we're going to do that we cannot be passive. Peace does not come to passive people. Peace does not come for people that just hope for it. And it sounds counterintuitive, but it's so true. You have to fight for your peace. You have to fight for your right to party, and you have to fight for peace. Come on, somebody. Again, just trying to add some levity here today. Who's that guy that plays for the chief, Travis Kelsey? Can somebody tell him we're not trying to take away his right to party? <laughs> Football fans will know what I'm talking about. But, but peace never comes to the passive. You've got to fight for it. God's people aren't passive people. Come on, somebody preach to me. We fight for peace. We fight for the peace of drug addicts. We fight for the peace of our children. We fight for the peace of our home we stand on guard we we fight for the peace of the oppressed just like those men and women in the military they're ready to go at a moment's notice if somebody tries to take the peace of this nation we need some moms and dads and some pastors and some leaders that say i'm gonna fight for the peace of my family i'm not gonna let the enemy take away the peace of this house or this church jesus didn't hope for peace he had to fight for it. How, how many knows that the, the freedom we have today, the salvation we have today, Jesus fought for it. He confronted hell 
He took uh, the power of death, hell, and the grave, but he had to fight for it. And if you're gonna have peace in your home, if you're gonna have peace in your life, you've gotta fight for it. You can't just hope that things come together. No, no, you've gotta be proactive and you've gotta go into to spiritual warfare and you've got to go to the enemy's camp and say, I'm tired of you taking my peace. I think of, of the Israelites. They had to fight for their peace. And, and sometimes peace looks like this. You have to finish fights you didn't start. You've got to finish fights you didn't start. So many times I'd get a little scuff at school and dad would say, son, did you start that fight? No, but did you finish it? Well, I tried. Funny, funny story, and this was about 1988. Before I tell the story, don't do this in 2023. You'll get in trouble. But there was a kid up here at school that was giving Rachel a hard time and he was just kind of being a bully and wouldn't let up and nothing was changing. And uh, dad said, Rachel, when's your recess? When does this happen? She told him when the recess was. Back then we had one of those big crown Victorias. Come on, anybody remember those? The size of the Titanic would fill an entire block. And, and he drove up there about recess and he found that kid and he drove uh, his car next to the fence and he said, hey, you, you come here. And then in fear and trembling, this kid walked over. He said, my daughter is Rachel. Don't you lay a hand on her. Don't you talk to her again. And drove off in the Titanic. Again, don't do that. You'll get, you'll get in trouble in 2023 if you do that. If you go to maps, please don't do that. Please don't do that. But it worked. Sometimes to keep the peace, you gotta finish fights you didn't start. And you gotta be proactive, both in, in the spiritual and in the physical, amen. amen. But, but Goliath was trying to take the peace of Israel. And what's Israel doing? They're just standing on the sideline thinking if we wait here long enough, he'll shut up. But here's what happens, if you don't confront the enemy, you embolden him to take your peace. And it took a David that said, no, 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 who, who is this giant? Who is this Philistine to talk to God's people like that? And he confronted, it took somebody confronting him to keep the peace. And if we're gonna be peacemakers, if we're gonna be peacekeepers, we've gotta fight for what's right. And we've gotta stand up. Peace comes Here's where peace comes from, when we have the strength to fight for it. When we have the strength to confront it. Peace requires courage and strength. And you can fail and still have peace. Knowing what? At least I fought for it. You know how the enemy sows chaos in our life? When he beats us so down, that we're no longer willing to fight. We're no longer willing to pray. I've, I've had a lot of prayers that weren't answered the way I wanted them to be answered. But you know what, I can have peace knowing, you know what, I prayed for it. I fasted for it. I did everything I knew to do. And that's where peace comes from, is when you do things God's way. And the last week or so, uh, one of my favorite preachers passed away, Charles Stanley, and he had a saying that stuck with me my whole life, and that is this, God takes co complete responsibility for a life completely devoted to him. 
peace comes from I did things God way, God's way, I stayed in the lanes of God's word, and whatever happens, happens, but I have peace that God has me in his hands. He's not gonna let me go, why? Because he takes full responsibility for a young person that does things his way. He takes full responsibility for a mom and dad that does things God's way. He takes full responsibility for a church that does things his way. How many is going to stay in the word of God, in the truth of God, in the ways of God? Last week we talked about truth. You want to know where peace comes from? Peace comes from truth. Because when I stay in God's word and I stay in God's lane, he protects me and he takes responsibility for me. So number one, we have to fight for peace. Number two, we must fight for peace in our mind. Peace is here and here. We've got to fight for it in our mind. In John 14, 27, Jesus said this. He said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give it to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. What, does the, what is the peace that the world gives? It's temporary and it's dependent upon circumstances. How many knows today that our peace today isn't determined by our circumstances? My joy isn't determined by my circumstances. My peace comes from a person. My peace comes from Jesus Christ himself. And you can throw me in a concentration camp, but I have a peace that you didn't give and you can't take away. You can put me through all kinds of circumstances and trials, but peace he's given to me and peace he will always give me. Come on, can we thank God for the peace of God? You see, I, I don't know about you, but I used to have this idea that if things just fell into place, I could have peace. Can I just be real for a second? Somebody said, go ahead. I, I used to think if that person was out of my life, I could have peace. Y'all know you've thought it. Or what about this? If that person was in my life, I could have peace. Lord, if, if I could just get married, I would have peace. Lord, if I could just be married and have twins, I could have peace. Saw on Facebook, somebody put on Facebook this week, uh, you know, there's good and bad that comes from Facebook. Sometimes the good's really good. And they said, uh, I always wondered why my dad went for a walk at 6 p.m. at night. And he said, now I figured out he was trying not to commit mass murder against his family. But we have this idea, like, like at some point in life, there's gonna be this op optimal situation where the right people are in, the, right, uh, the wrong people are out, and, and I have the right job, and I'm at the right place, and then I'll have peace. If that's what you're waiting for, you're gonna be waiting for a long time. Because there's always gonna be people. There's always gonna be situations. There's always gonna be bosses. There's always gonna be somebody who's gonna try to disrupt your peace. And that's not where our peace comes from. It doesn't come from situations. It comes from the Holy Spirit of God in our hearts and the hope of glory. And the twin killers of our peace are this, worry and anxiety. Worry and anxiety, worry is this. Worry is the source of my internal trouble 
and, and it, it doesn't accomplish anything, does it? It feeds itself. How, how many of you, you're facing something and you stayed up all night worrying and you, wake, you, you uh, got up just so refreshed? I'm so glad I worried about that. That really made me feel better. That, that uh, seven hours of worry instead of sleep really makes me feel replenished. It doesn't work, does it? And worry steals our peace by depleting our joy. You can't have worry and joy at the same time. And we can't have joy in the present because we're worried about the future. That's what the enemy wants to do to us is to rob us of our future because we're worrying about our present. And it steals our peace. And anxiety is similar, but anxiety is different. And that is, is fear of the future that's rooted in a lack of trust in who God is. And I just want to say something. You know that, that peace is a fruit of the Spirit. I'm going to go a step further. Peace is a holiness issue. Yeah. If you freak out, and you have a meltdown every day or once a week, can you really be filled with the Spirit of God? Can you really say that you have peace? I'm gonna go back to what I said. If anybody should have peace, it should be the people of God. And when we don't have peace, it's a lack of faith. It's a faith issue. And so anxiety tries to get us to worry about things. And so many times we worry and we have anxiety about things that will never happen. Things that will never happen. And worry and, and anxiety feeds fear, which steals our peace. And here's what these two things will make you do. It will make you sit on the sideline and never get into the game of life. And life is passing you by and you're missing out what God wants to do because you're worried about what the enemy wants to do. And I wanna, this was good, all right? You ready? This is probably the best one-liner of this whole sermon. You ready? Don't let what could happen keep you from what can happen. That's so good, I'm gonna say it again. Don't let what could happen keep you from what can happen. And that was the spirit of David. Everybody else was seeing a Goliath that would probably kill them. But David saw the gateway to his destiny. You know why? Because he had the anointing of God in his life. And when we see enemies, when we see Goliaths, we don't run and we don't worry. We see the gateway to greater victories, the gateway to greater things. How many wants greater things in your life? How many wants greater things in this church? If you want greater things, you're going to have to have some peace and you're going to have to fight for it. Amen. We have to identify worry and anxiety in our mind and we got to kick it out. And we got to replace it with the promises of God. When we have peace, we have the mental strength and courage to live the life that God has for us. When I have peace, I pursue. I love what Isaiah 26 says. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is what? Stayed on you, because he, what, trusts you. 
It's all a matter of what you're gonna feed. Are you gonna feed the worry or are you gonna feed the peace? How do you feed the peace? Remind yourself who Jesus is. Isaiah says, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. When all the what ifs happen, when a, well, what if this could happen? Well, what if God can? What if God can heal my body? What if God can save my family? What if God has greater things than what I'm even hoping for or thinking of? Come on, somebody. We've got to have the peace of God. So peace comes from the inside out, not from the outside in. I can't wait for the right situation in life to occur for my peace. I've got to be right. I've got to be healthy. I've got to be surrendered to God. And we have to continually remind ourselves who Jesus is. Cancer is scary, but Jesus is greater. The economy is scary right now. Jesus is on the throne. We could be at war with China tomorrow. Jesus rules and reigns. The gates of hell shall not prevail against his church. Kingdoms come and go, presidents come and go. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know where this culture is going. I don't know what, how it's gonna happen, but Jesus Christ will rule and reign. He's coming back. Anybody ready? How many are ready for the peace that will come when Jesus shows up? Number three, peace comes by not having to be in control. You know what will rob you of your peace? Thinking you have to be in control. We, we stress ourselves out. We become a pain to other people when we have to be in control. You know what that is? It's called manipulation. And if you look, I'm not gonna get really deep into this, but if, if you look at the root of manipulation, it's witchcraft. You know what that's saying? God, I don't trust you. I don't trust you with my peace. So I'm gonna, kinda, I'm gonna try to troll, control the people around me. I'm gonna try to control my situation and I'm gonna try to manipulate life to help me. And what it usually does is make things worse. And, and here's what I wanna tell us today. The only promises that I can make to you today is this. God is good and there's gonna be another problem after this one. God is good, and there's gonna be another problem after this one. Did you know that Goliath had brothers? And they had to be taken out? Whatever problem you're facing right now, God is good, there'll be another one after this. And, and, and here's, here's probably the second best one-liner of the sermon, you ready? It's not going to get easier, you're gonna to have to get stronger. It's not gonna get easier, you're gonna have to get stronger. And you're not helping your kids if you teach them anything otherwise, by the way. It's not gonna get easier, you're gonna have to grow up. You're gonna have to mature in your faith. And if everything that comes and every little problem that comes robs you of your peace, you're gonna have to get stronger. You're gonna have to have spiritual maturity. When that problem comes, you need to go to a prayer closet instead of getting on Facebook and letting everybody know about it and complaining to everybody. You need to go and you need to have a prayer time and have a little talk with Jesus. 
It's not going to get easier. You're gonna have to get stronger. And God brings Goliath in our life. Why? Because there's a king inside of you, David. But you can't get there until you take him out. Jesus is the source of our peace. You ready? Jesus is the source of our peace. But pain and struggle are the process he gives us for peace. And what did David say to Goliath? He said, I'm not worried about you because I killed the lion and the bear with the help of God. And you're going down just like them. When the next problem comes, you say, you know what? I'm not worried because I have peace because God was with me in the last situation. He was with me in that battle. I've seen his hand on my life on every battle I've had to fight. fight, And God is with me. God is good. And God will deal with you like he's dealt with the other situations. And so fear and anxiety, here's what they do. They create smaller boundaries in our life. And they box God in. They box us in of what God can do in our life and when we try to control our life we control what God can do in our life but when I take and I step out of those boundaries and I say I'm, I'm just going to trust God I'm going to trust God to tithe I'm going to trust God to give a little extra I'm going to trust God to surrender that part of my life that I think I need but he's trying to tell me I don't need it when I do that my boundaries grow and God can do great things in my life and oftentimes we avoid situations and battles that are meant to be bridges to our destiny God's saying pursue and fight and worry and anxiety are keeping us back and the idea that we could ever be completely in control is a myth anyway did you know that you're not in control and here's the problem we're facing right now in our country there's people in our country that think if we just pass enough laws that we can control people. You can't control the hearts of people with laws. Going home today, I, I'm in no control of the, the car that's coming towards me. I'm in no control. They could be drunk, they could be high, they could be texting, they could just be a bad driver. We're not in control. You can eat healthy. Steve Jobs ate fruit smoothies about every meal and he died of cancer in his 50s. You're not in control. Now with that, we should use wisdom. I'm not saying we should be reckless. But at the end of the day, we are not in control. And peace comes when I say, you know what? I'm not in control, so I'm just gonna trust God anyway. I'm not God. I'm gonna do what God said to do. I'm gonna use wisdom. But at the end of the day, peace comes from letting go of what you can't control and taking responsibility of what you can. I can't control my circumstances, but I can control my character. I can't control other people's actions, but I can control my response. Oh, somebody needs to hear that today. Say it again, all right. I can't control others' actions, but I can control my response. I can't control the outcome, but I can control the process. When I, to use the cheesy cliche, when I let go and I let God, that's where peace comes from. Peace comes from when you stop trying to control everything and everybody around you, 
and you take responsibility for you. My peace is my problem. If I have real peace inside of me, you can't steal it. Why? Because I'm, I'm under a higher authority. Peace is connected to hope. Now, I'm not talking about, again, the, all the puzzle pieces will connect and there'll be this perfect situation in life. No, no, I'm talking about hope-filled mystery. Hope-filled mystery is God. I don't know how it's gonna work out. I don't know how you're gonna do it, but I trust you. And I trust that you, like you said in Romans chapter eight, that all things work together for the good of those who are called by you. Lord, I believe I'm called. And so I, I, I just have, I don't know how it's gonna work out. I have hope-filled, I have a mystery that's hope-filled. Peace comes, becomes a reality when we no longer live in fear and when we stop fearing the future and we have confidence in God, peace happens because of what God is doing inside of us. And so peace comes when every morning I wake up and I say, God, I trust you with this day. I cast my cares upon you because you care for me. God, you knew about this problem before I even knew about it and you have the answer prepared even before I pray. So God, I trust you today and I enter into this day with hope-filled mystery that you are going to take care of every problem in my life. Come on, can we give God praise today for the peace? Passes understanding. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 18, he said this. He said, truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And there's so many things there that, you know, we could say about kids and uh, so many good things and bad things, right? But here's what I think Jesus is saying. Kids are completely dependent on their parents for everything. And Jesus is saying, until you become like a child and you stop trying to manipulate circumstances and, and he gives a statement in regards to a question that the disciples asked him and they said, who among us is the greatest? Who will be the greatest? And he responds with a statement. He said, the greatest is whoever becomes like a little child. You stop trying to manipulate circumstances to promote yourself you stop trying to do, have control of your life and you just turn to me and you trust me. That's what it means to have childlike faith. God, I'm depending upon you for everything. I trust you. I believe in you. I believe in your character. Lord, I believe, Jesus, that you saw, Lord, the first day of my life, you're gonna see the last day of my life and you have everything prepared that I need in between those two dates that you are going to take care of me. Come on, can we stand on our feet this morning? Can we lift up our hands and say, God, make me dependent upon you. God, I pray, Lord, I would depend upon you. God, give me the peace today that passes understanding. Philippians chapter four Paul says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests 
be made known to God. And look at this, verse seven, and what happens? And the peace of God, everybody say the peace of God. Which surpasses understanding. I don't know about you, I need some of that. Does anybody need some peace that surpasses understanding? What, what does that mean? It means that when you are in the trial of your life and you should be freaking out, you have peace that passes understanding. When I pray, when I give it to God, peace that passes all understanding, what guards my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. Anybody got any problems today? If you don't, please come up here and let us slap you across the face. <laughs> Say that in love. Come on, anybody got any problems today? Let's cast our cares. Let's give it to God today. Let's fight for our peace today. And here's what I wanna tell somebody as our singers come. Here's what I wanna tell somebody. You cannot have peace without Jesus. The first step to having peace in your life is Jesus Christ. He is our peace. He is our joy. He is our hope. So somebody right now say, yes, Lord. God, if you haven't given your life to Jesus, you need to do that right now. You can walk out of here full of peace. You can walk in here today full of worry and anxiety, full of all kinds of stuff. But with just one prayer, you can say, God, I'm giving my life to you. God, I'm giving myself completely to you. And that's where peace comes from. And if you need to be baptized today, how many knows that baptism is a concrete event that gives us peace? When I know I've been buried with him in baptism, there's a peace that the world can't give and the world can't take away. Why? Because it's eternal. And I know that just as he was raised out of that grave, one day I too shall raise up out of that grave and we shall meet him in the clouds and we shall live forever. Come on, how many glad that we have eternal peace today? We're gonna sing one more song.